Hi, it's Dwyer, gamblersadvisory.com, a free site, bettingangle.us, a free site. It's Tuesday, January 11th, 2022. Let's talk boxing. But first, remember, the opinion you should follow should be your own. Just consider this video to be a second opinion from a complete stranger online. Now, to people with capital who invest in boxing. I'm not talking about gamblers. I'm actually talking about managers, right? I'm talking about guys operating gyms. Let me just say I've never understood why there aren't more boxing gyms in Long Island, where Joe Smith Jr. is from, and on the other side of the boundary in Queens, where I'm from. Right. I'm just telling you that given the history of boxing in New York City, right, everyone in Long Island and everyone in Queens knows about Madison Square Garden, right, knows about Barclays in Brooklyn, right? They know about historical fighters, Ali, Fraser, Emil Griffin, right, guys who own the garden. And Lord knows you have a lot of young men, and I mean a lot, looking for something to do. Let me just say, when I was a kid, we would cross the boundary. Me and my crew would go into Elmont, Long Island, and some other places, right? And we would always take on other groups of guys in basketball games. And I'm just telling you, the gyms would be flooded. You know, the park would be flooded. You would have a lot of guys with nothing to do. If you're from Long Island, you know what I'm talking about. You'd have a lot of guys with nothing to do. Guys had jobs, don't get me wrong, right? But let's just say the jobs really didn't uh, grab the imagination. Guys working in pizza shops, guys cutting meat, you know, guys working in bodegas and stuff like that. Seems to me that a shrewd boxing manager or a shrewd gym operator would tap into that huge talent base, right? Long Island, Joe Smith, you have some fighters. Chris Algieri's out there. If you're from Long Island, you know about NASA Coliseum, right? Where, by the way, the Fraser-Foreman rematch took place. Right. You know about the uh, Islanders when they were on the island. You have a robust culture on the island that's just waiting for a lifeline to get into the game. Right. You already have a boxing community in Brooklyn. You already have one in Manhattan. Right. Guys like Paulie Malignaggi, uh, Mike Tyson, uh, Shannon Briggs, Riddick Bow. OK, fine. The list is endless. Zab Judah. Fine. I'm just telling you demographically, I'm shocked that Long Island and my part of Queens, right, Cambria Heights, where I'm from, St. Albans, Hollis, Laurelton, Queens Village, Jamaica. I'm just shocked that, um, you know, with all the young men looking for something to do and young women too, boxing is co-ed now, right? With all the people looking for something to do, who know about boxing culture, who idolize Manhattan and Brooklyn. I'm just shocked 
that there isn't a series of boxing gyms there to take advantage of what I perceive to be a lot of talent. Well, let's talk about my part of the world there, right? Where I was raised. I'm in California now. Hofstra University. You know, the dorms at Hofstra University, would it shock you to know that Joe Smith Jr. was a construction worker who helped work on those dorms at Hofstra, right? That's who Joe is. He was a construction worker as he prepared for and fought Bernard Hopkins, right? This was just a young man with time on his hands. He had a job, right? He wanted some extra money to support his family. He takes up boxing, right? This is a New York state lifestyle. Understand, when you're a guy like this, dreamer, it's during breaks at work that instead of hanging with the boys, smoking cigarettes, drinking soda, or perhaps something stronger, Joe Smith would do his running during work breaks. Well, Joe Smith has amazing stamina. Joe Smith is what I call a fastball pitcher. In other words, he has one style, and he's mastered it. He's a mid-range hooker who likes to come in on his front foot. He throws hard. He has hand speed. He understands because he's engaging you, the bullets are going to be flying both ways, so you'll notice he has his hands up. Right? Mid-range hookers can, you know, hit you up top or when they lean back can hit you to the body. Let me say this. To beat Joe Smith, since he's on his front foot, since his whole setup is to come in and throw hooks on you, right? And mid-range hookers have certain techniques they do to throw you off. In other words, they come in, they look this way, they're throwing this hand, right? They crouch low, they start to throw the punch. You don't know whether the hook's coming up top or down low. To keep their balance right, to allow them to load up on every punch, you'll notice mid-range hookers throw punches in sequence, right, left, right, left right, left. Now this is different. This is very different to me at least than a combination puncher, right? And Andy Ruiz doesn't have that pattern. When Ruiz comes in, combination punchers think fast, right? When Ruiz comes in, he's looking for an opening. Let's say Ruiz has a great uppercut. So he'll actually throw something else first, right? He'll throw a left hook first. Then he'll come back with the uppercut. Then he'll finish the combination, right? Combination punches will often double and triple up on the same punch. Look at Jorge Pius highlights. Joe Smith doesn't have to worry about that. Joe Smith to me is like Danny Garcia, another mid-range hooker. Right? He's like Errol Spence on the inside. Spence has a back foot game. 
right? I've underestimated Spence. He has a back foot game. He showed it against Mikey Garcia. But Spence on his front foot comes in, wants to throw hooks, right? Combination punchers, by contrast, will throw straight right hands, then jump in and throw other punches. Look at Ray Leonard, right? With Joe Smith, I would argue 90% of the punches are going to be hooks. He's going to be on his front foot. But understand, with fastball pitchers, hitters, the opponent, even if they know a fastball is coming, can't do anything about it. So the guy who beats Joe Smith is a guy like Dimitri Bevel, the guy I consider to be the best at light heavyweight who's already fought and beaten Joe Smith. Right? This is a chess player. Right? This is the guy who has a back foot. This is the guy who's not going to be in front of front foot heavy Joe Smith to get hit with hooks. Smith is going to have to find a guy like Bevel. Right? A guy like Vlasov, who I thought fought a masterpiece against Joe Smith and still lost the fight by decision. Right? To beat Joe Smith, you have to turn him. Lateral movement. You have to keep changing the distance between him and you. So he's walking forward. A mid-range hooker wants to be mid-range. You need to keep the fight long-range. Then when the guy makes it mid-range, you need to get off the rope, slide to a different part of the ring, make it long-range again. The hooker comes up to you, you need to come in, grab the hooker, tie him up, frustrate him. In other words, you need to keep the hooker off balance. You cannot have a pattern established. Because once Joe Smith gets cooking, he's going to go left, right, left, right. You're going to, because of stamina and volume, you're going to be caught up trying to block the shots. They're going to be hard to block. They're hard. This guy can go for the whole fight. I thought Vlasov was winning his fight against Joe Smith. Joe Smith kept coming. Pressure breaks pipes. Vlasov gave up some rounds at the end of the fight. Ended up losing the decision. Right, so Joe Smith, in interviews, has said he doesn't want to fight Canelo. That's a gimmick fight. Right, understand who this guy is. He's about legacy. Right, this is the construction worker who no doubt had some yahoos at work saying, come on, Joe, why aren't you happy just being a construction worker? What are you doing, you know, eating right and running, jogging during lunch and stuff like that? Why don't you come hang out with us? You know, let's talk about women. Let's talk about parties. Right, you can imagine there's always that group hanging out there. Right? No, no. Joe is focused, folks. He's serious about his career. As I said earlier, he's already fought Bernard Hopkins. 
He's already fought Dimitri Bevel, who I consider to be the best at light heavy. In other words, he, he's already fought Maxim Vlasov. This guy has experience. He also has a share of the title. So let me say this. The guy he's fighting, you need to know about him. Haiti pick up. He's a close friend with Erickson Lubin. One of the world's, one of the sport's premier body punchers. Right? A guy who many of us thought was going to beat Jamel Charlo at 154 when they fought. Now, Jamel caught him in the first round. Right? It's one of those, you know, first round KOs before a guy gets going. But just to understand, Lubin is a guy with a very bright future in boxing. He's a technician. And it just so happens that one of his close friends is Steve Gaffard, who, about 12 years ago, was one of the most decorated amateur boxers in the United States. He had a Golden Boy contract. He started his career. The stars were aligned. Then, like Bernard Hopkins, he lost his first fight. Then he went out and lost his second fight. Folks, the people around you in boxing, they're only around you as long as you're successful. Right? Let me rephrase that. 90% of them are only around you as long as you're successful. Right? I believe Carl Icahn, the big-time investor, said it best. If you want a friend, then get a dog. Right? Steve Gaffard saw the room clear. He lost the Golden Boy contract. He was in the basement in the sport. Just another young guy with no contract, trying to make it happen. Well, he's rolled off 18 straight wins. You need to be careful with this guy. You remember the guy who beat Ishmael Shalak, a guy who I thought was going to run the sport for a bit? Well, just to understand that Steve Gaffard, Gaffard actually beats Grawcheck in a recent fight. In other words, he's been in the ring, and I'll agree, Grawcheck's lost some fights recently. But he's crafty. Let's just say, as I look at films of Gaffard, and I have two of them in my favorites folder on YouTube, as I look at films of Gaffard, he's surprisingly good. Right? I have no idea how he lost his first two fights. He's surprisingly good. But the rub for me in this fight, St. Louis pick up, is his trainer, a guy who I privately consider to be one of the better trainers in the sport, Kevin Cunningham. When I see a relatively unknown fighter like Gaffard, and he somehow has one of boxing's better trainers in his corner, right, an Abel Sanchez, a Freddie Roach, a Robert Garcia, and Eddie Reynoso, Right? You know the list. You have your own list. 
right? But let's just say there are certain trainers, Adam Booth, where you don't even have to know a lot about the fighter. You just see the trainer in his quarter and you think to yourself, okay, this fighter has something going on. And then you look at films and you say, whoa, this dude got skills. Right? Understand, Graffard fights a lot like Joe Smith. Right? Front foot heavy hooker has his hands high. Hits hard. Right? His opponents don't want to deal with him. Gaffard describes himself as a film junkie. Right? Understand, if he's friends with Erickson Lubin, he'd have to be. Right? Because Lubin is a big-time technician in the ring. So I believe some of your bets need to be flyers. They need to be pure speculation. Right? I cannot say that Gaffard's resume matches Joe Smith. Right? Again, Joe Smith has fought Bevel. Went the distance with him. Right? Joe Smith has fought Sullivan Barrera. Right? Joe Smith has fought Bernard Hopkins. I can't say that Steve Gaffard has fought anyone on that level. But what I can say is I'm taking Steve Gaffard, small bet. This is just a gamble. I like the number. I like the film. Small bet on Steve Gaffard because I'm getting a plus 675 on him. Don't get me wrong. I like Joe Smith. I think Joe Smith, you know, has earned everything he has, right? This is your typical boxer story. It's not, oh, he's an Olympic medalist. Oh, we got the big bonus, right? Oh, he's with the big-time management team, right? You look and you see, you know, big-time managers and, uh, you know, uh, big-time promoters and the guys having his first or second fight. That's not the Joe Smith story. This is the other side of the street. Joe Smith, an opponent for a lot of his career. Right? Joe Smith, working a full-time job. Right? Joe Smith doesn't want anything to do with Canelo because it's not about the money at this point. It's about the legacy. He took on Bevel. He lost to Bevel. So now he wants Paterbiev. Right? This is the guy who wants to be champion and his idea of being champion is to take on the best. You want to be champion? Call up the champ. Say, hey, player, I'm here whenever you want to do this. That's Joe Smith. But I also believe that talent is talent. Right? I also believe in redemption. You're not going to find hungrier, more determined fighters than guys who were on top of the world at one time. Who have fallen off that mountain. Right, so. Gaffard, two losses. He's in his early 30s, as is Joe Smith. He gets the call. He was supposed to fight somebody else. He's been training. He's ready. 
right? This isn't the guy you have to grab at the buffet table or at the craps table to tell him, hey, man, fight. Fight a world-class fighter in nine days. No, no, no. This is the guy who was training, who then gets the call. Do you want to fight the champ? And he says yes. He has the trainer who is a technician's trainer. Right? Obviously, Kevin Cunningham has a lot to do in his day. When I see a guy like this stop and say, you know what? I want to train this fighter in his 30s. That tells me that this fighter in his 30s has something going on. Then when I hear that the fighter in his 30s lost his first two fights, lost the Golden Boy contract, since then has gotten his head right and has reeled off 18 in a row. And when I look at the highlights and I'm seeing speed, power, determination, all I could say is, oh my. Now, I don't expect this fight to go the distance. Full disclosure, Gaffard was going to fight an eight-round fight. This fight is supposed to be 12 rounds. You know Joe Smith is going to be fresh in the 12th round. This is a guy on the upper end of the stamina range in boxing. So I'm expecting something to happen here. To beat Joe Smith, Gaffard is going to have to blow him out. Right? Gaffard can't leave anything to chance. Can't expect to win a photo finish. I believe both guys are going to have at it. I don't see the back foot in this fight. I think you're going to have high-octane action. Joe Smith looking for Gaffard. Surprisingly, Gaffard looking for Joe Smith. Right? Both fighters are excellent in their styles. Right? Expect to see both guys swinging for the fences. I'll be the casino's Huckleberry here. The bet I like is Gaffard. That's the main part. A plus 675. I expect him to lose. But at a certain point, I'm compensated for the risk. I would argue that a plus 675, bet a dollar to win $6.75 plus the dollar I bet back, compensates me for the risk. If I want to hedge the play, and understand Smith is an overwhelming favorite, then I'll take Smith by KO. That's how I see it. Let me hear from you. I hope you leave your comments in the comment section of this video. Thanks for stopping by.